the music. It is so, I am so sad. Eve, I cannot find my, my twin brother Beats. There is no one to, to behold the majesty. There is no one to view the muscles. We can pass the scrawny's office and I, I do not feel better. It's just sad to be all alone. We are, we are better when we are unified with our beautiful muscles. Just, if you see him, tell Pizza I miss him. He needs to come back so we can be unified, to be built up. Well, poor Fritz looks a little sad without his partner in crime. You know, it's a little tough after last week. Some of us went home after hearing Pastor Schwichtenberg's sermon and all the different things that he does in order to work out, to look down and go, well, this is going to be a tough act to follow in the built-up series. But you know, I do my exercise. I do. I uh, do my 12-ounce curls, and if it's a good happy hour, 24-ounce, so uh, I'm working hard. Of course, you know, that would be a Lutheran beverage that, that we're having. You know, there was a pastor who was trying to describe unity to a Bible class, and he wanted to demonstrate to them what it looked like. So he had them gather in a circle. And he said, now imagine in the middle of this circle, Jesus is standing there, and you want to get closer to him. So begin, all of you at the same time, to come together and to close in that circle. And they did. They began to move up until the point where they started to touch shoulders with each other, and they stopped and kind of backed up from being in that personal space. And the pastor made the point to them. He said, you know, you cannot move closer to God without at the same time moving closer to one another. Truly, that is what the body of Christ, the church, is all about, of being bound together as one with each other and with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Paul says today in the epistle lesson that you heard as he talks to this new church in Ephesus, a church that formerly had enemies on either side of Jews and Gentiles who did not associate with each other, who wouldn't come together, but were now coming together in Jesus Christ in unity of the body to worship together. Paul hadn't had the chance to visit that church yet, but he's writing this letter to encourage them, to strengthen them, to be of one heart and mind in their mission as the body of Christ. And he says these words that we heard, Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Make every effort. You see, unity of the body takes effort on our part. We're not talking about conversion. We're not talking about salvation, the things that are totally the gifts of God. We're talking about the Holy Spirit that we have been given working in us, enabling us both to will and to do that which is pleasing to God. But we cannot sit on the sidelines where unity is concerned. We cannot just be couch potatoes. We cannot just be interested in how we look. 
it takes effort on the part of the body to be unified. You know, that's true also of athletes. Athletes cannot be just about good looks and how they look from working out. They have to be about strength and inner strength. And one of the most important strengths that an athlete can work on is what's called core strength. Core strength has to do with this part of the body. It has to do with strengthening those areas inside that no one often sees. In fact, one of the definitions of core strength is this. It is a complex series of muscles incorporated into almost every movement of the body. Core strength in a body, in our human body, is a stabilizer for us in many ways. A stabilizer and strength that transfers the force that we need to our extremities when we do something. You know, I recently had a conversation with a fellow person here who was complaining about back pain and the doctor had them on a regiment of strengthening their core muscles in order to help that back problem. That's how significant core strength is. You know, a lot of athletes and a lot of people nowadays, as we heard last week, are interested in that look, in those chiseled abs that looks so good and having that six-pack. I thought about that, okay? I didn't want to be greedy and ask for six abs. I figured one was enough, so that's my claim to fame. But it is important not just to look good from working out, but to build up that inner strength that goes on. I became familiar with core strength in my vocal training days because one of the things that you're trained for in breathing technique is not just to simply breathe from your diaphragm and fill your lungs outward, but to use the core muscles in your body to expand your rib cage in both directions in order to create a better foundation for your air support. Core muscles are hidden muscles. They are not muscles that we see. There are muscles that protect also, muscles that protect the spine, muscles that protect the internal organs. They are core to the strength of all of us, no matter how old we are, no matter where we are, in order that we might function properly. Well, if core muscles are that important to our physical body, how important is the core of the body of Christ, the unity of the body in a spiritual sense. You see, a unified core for the church is what binds us together and gives us strength as his people. We know so well that a divided church is one that Satan loves to use. His technique is always that, to divide and then to conquer, to separate that unity of the body, to instill different factions and ideas that are arguing always against one another so that that unity of the body, that stabilizing factor, can never be present. You know, Paul gave us in the epistle this morning kind of a charter for what that unity looks like for us. And it is not a charter of salvation that is based on strength in our separate denominations in the church universal or it is not based on man-made regulations or agreement on every single practice. It is based in three things that Paul says are most important that create the unity that we have as the body of Christ. One Lord, 
The church universal finds itself everywhere claiming that Jesus Christ is Lord, that He is the Savior, that He is the Redeemer. It binds us together in that we come together to receive from this Lord His forgiveness and His love. Each of us sitting there today in this body of Christ know that we have received forgiveness from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ who binds us together in Him. One baptism, Paul says, infant or adult, the one thing that adopts us equally into the family of God. You know, there is only one true, as we would say, blood son of God, the only begotten son of the Father, Jesus Christ. The rest of us are all adopted children because of our baptism. We have been made, as the scriptures say, heirs, joint heirs with Christ, to serve with him, to be bound together. And as we have the picture of perfect unity in the Trinity and the persons of the Trinity, each one in perfect harmony, each one giving glory and honor to the other, each always seeking the other's good, we are to have that same perfect picture of unity in the body of Christ as his people through our baptism. You know, David in the Psalms paints for us a picture of what unity looks like. In Psalm 133, he says this, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's like precious oil poured on the head, running down the beard, running down Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. What an incredible picture that is that David paints of the body of Christ coming together. And how we know as we look at the scriptures, the turmoil that took over Israel for so many times, the separations that came between those who would serve the Lord and those who wanted to go back to Egypt, the trials and the heartaches that are painted for us throughout the Old Testament so that we can see what division looks like when the body is not unified and how devastating that is. But what a picture David paints for us of what it means when we come together in our core strength, in the unity of the body, in the bond of peace, under the banner of one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Like oil poured on the head, you can see it dripping down, as he says, dripping down on the beard, dripping through Aaron's beard onto his collar. Aaron, the high priest, who once a year was anointed where oil was poured over him so that he might enter the Holy of Holies, enter the very presence of God himself. That smell, that fragrant smell filling the sanctuary, filling all things, and that oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit that you and I have been given in our baptism. It is the Spirit who unites us. It is the Spirit that draws us together through the Word and through the sacraments that we receive to make us that body of Christ, to pull us together in that unity, that picture of being anointed for a purpose, of being anointed as His people, that we belong to God, 
that He is our source and that whenever we find division, whenever we begin to get weak in our core strength, we come back to that unity once again of one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Our source of strength, knowing that we are united in that always. He describes dew falling on the mountain. You know, in that arid climate of the ancient East, often farmers would do what was called dry farming, where they would not have any water for irrigation. Rain was scarce. And as plants would come up, as Jesus often described when he talked about the sowing of the seeds, sometimes they sprout out. They were dependent on that dew that would fall, that heavy dew that would give the needed moisture to those plants to keep them alive. So we too are dependent upon the Spirit to give us that life-giving moisture that keeps us strength through the Word of God. We always need to remember in unity of the body that we are not independent people on our own, doing only our own thing, but we are dependent on one another. For our forgiveness from Jesus Christ is a unified thing. We stand at the cross, every one of us, as people who have equally sinned, even though our sins are not equal who stand and receive the same forgiveness for whatever those sins are. We need to look at each other in the two dimensions that we say of the cross, the forgiveness coming to us through Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that we share with one another knowing we are the same. We are broken, sinful people who have been redeemed by Christ the crucified. As I said, core strength unifies and stabilizes the body. So the unity and the bond of peace that we have through the Spirit stabilizes us in many ways. As it is hidden in our body, so it is hidden among the people. It is underneath. It protects us from injury. It protects us from harm and danger. That we always keep that peace with one another, seeking and imploring one another for that unity of faith that we have. You know, I don't know if any of you have ever been to California to see the wonderful redwood trees. It was interesting when I lived there to find out about a tree that's so tall, a 300-foot tree. You must think that it has roots that go down equally as far into the ground to keep it stable. But the truth of a redwood tree is this. It sends out roots, but not down. It sends out roots in all directions this way. And what makes the redwood trees so strong is that that each tree's root intertwines with the other tree's roots. So if it's 300 feet tall, it sends out roots 300 feet in directions to intertwine, to be part of the other trees. And the other trees do the same thing so there becomes such a strong, impenetrable foundation that nothing can ever move it. So it is with us in the body of Christ that we are intertwined in our lives to become the strength and the foundation that the Spirit uses to build us up as the body of Christ. You know that word built up in the original language in the Greek means to lay upon a foundation, to build on that foundation. Well, we know as the body of Christ, we are not the foundation. We are not the initiators of this. We are built, as the Scripture said, on Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, and on the foundation of the prophets and apostles. We are built up on those who have come 
before us. We are not the initiators of this. We are the recipients as those who will come after us also are recipients of all that the Lord has done for us, of the unity that the Spirit alone can create for us. That core strength that we exercise in the body of Christ is strengthened through our participation in the Word of God, in receiving it and hearing it as we are built up in that gift of the Spirit, as we renew ourselves daily in the waters of our baptism, once again knowing that we have been adopted into Christ through His grace and through His love. We are heirs. We are people who must never think that this is my doing and my church, but those things that were handed down to us always. Make every effort, Paul says, to keep the unity of faith, that bond of peace through the Spirit. For we are truly united by that one hope that is in us the hope of glory, the hope of resurrection that we have been forgiven, and that Christ has bound us together on this journey. And above all of these things, Paul says, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. So often we know how easy it is to become loveless in our walk together in Christ. We must confess that when we have become unloved. We must confess that we are broken people. We must find ourselves once again, as I said, in the unity of forgiveness that comes to us at the cross, seeking to reconcile, seeking to keep forever that strength that comes through the bond of peace the Spirit has given us. May we be that body of Christ stabilized in that core by the gifts that we have been given May we be those people that once stabilized and strong can reach out through our extremities to serve others around us, to bring that hope and that peace that we have been given in Jesus Christ to those who are in need. That is what we have been called to, a body of Christ in this place, a unified core that has one hope, one faith, one Lord, and one baptism at its center. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we are so grateful for the gift you have given us through your word and your sacraments. We thank you for the gift of your spirit in our lives, our anointing and our baptism with the spirit of peace. Lord, may your spirit reign in us, motivate us, guide us, raise us up, to be a unified body in this place always. Help us always to see when there are strives and commitments that don't agree, that we would seek peace once again in you, that we would put down selfish ambition, that we would pick up gentleness and love in your love for us. Give us that peace and that strength in all that we do, so that as your body we may truly function to reach the world around us. In your name, amen.